This is Charles Haley. You're listening to Nothing But Niners. This is Kyle Juszczyk, and you're listening to Nothing But Niners. So now they've got to start from deep in their end of the field, and Garrison Hurt takes advantage of it. He takes the handle, takes the right, gets to the 20. He's at the 30. Jason caught in. He comes back up the right sideline. going on faithfuls it's your boys mike and tony and we are back to bring you guys another fun-filled episode of nothing but niners man episode 2188 that's right 2188 it's here y'all the changing of the guard or tackle see what i did with the title there tony a little creativity right changing of the guard changing of the tackle mike mcglinchy we went from one mick to another mick oh let's go all right anyhow all right guys that sounded racist now that i think about it i didn't mean it that way that was how their last name just spelled uh guys listen we're run through the formalities we're going to get down to the nitty gritty of all the 49ers news and nuggets and uh, we're going to have a fun little free agency show here all right if this is your first time here on the youtube page guys we want to thank you guys hopefully you guys enjoyed the show and if you do give us that big thumbs up hit that like button subscribe and then turn on your notifications so you know exactly where we're going live okay that's going to be very very important especially during the free agency frenzy that we are anticipating starting next wednesday okay uh breaking news videos are going to be coming like popcorn just boom 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 we're gonna be popping them out so make sure you got those notifications turned on okay give us a follow on some of our social media platforms we have facebook i'm sorry we have snapchat instagram and twitter those handles are nothing but nine ers that is the number nine nothing but nine ers we also have facebook and twitch those handles are nothing but niners that are spelled all the way out all right Head on over to Patreon, guys. Don't be the last ones to get there, okay? Patreon.com slash NB9ERS. I'm not going to tease anything. Just make sure you guys get on over there. You know, I do these car rides, right? And I get on the phone with one of my guys, and uh, I just hit record. He doesn't know it unless I start asking. If I start sounding too political, I think he can pick up on it, right? What, what was the giveaway last time, Tony? Like, when I, what, what, what happened last time? You were like, are you recording? And I was like, all right, well, uh, we're back. That's oh, that, oh, that's what it was. In the middle of a conversation, I was like, all right, we're back. That's right. I was in show mode, and, and, and Tony picked up on it. He picked up on it right away. But, guys, yeah. I was like, yo, you recording? Yeah, we got a lot of good content over there, guys. Head on over to patreon.com slash NB9ERS. If you have questions, comments, concerns, suggestions for the shows, anything like that, you guys can go ahead and send us an email, NB9ERS at nothingbutniners.com. 
I'm your guy, Mike Andrews, 83. You see it right down there to my right. He is Tony. He is NJ Niner fan 499. And Tony is actually soon going to be below because to my right is going to be my man, the Wayne Breezy. There it is right there to my right. What's going on, Wayne? How you doing, man? I look dark. What's going on? What is that? Chocolate, chocolate right now. Hold on. You want some like, uh, I mean, you're wearing like the cream, like what you? Cash rules everything around me. Cream, get the money. Dollar, dollar oh, bill, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But yo, I'm not going to lie, man. That's one of my favorite colors. And I don't know if I can pull it off. That's one of my favorite colors to wear. I feel super confident when I'm wearing anything cream color really. I tell you what, go to www.twben.com backslash shop. Cop the cream Wayne Breezy hoodie. I guarantee you, you could pull it off. I might, I might just do that, man. I might just do that. I, I'm not lying to you either, man. I, I cream and brown. Now I know I can't pull off brown because the complexion is too. What's that over there? That looks good, Tony. No, someone's asked me if I was drinking Natty Ice. I don't drink Natty Ice. I just seltzer. Oh, tell them why you don't drink Natty Ice. Come on. The jersey in them wants to come out so bad. Come on, say it. Say it. Go ahead, say it. I dare you. Oh, he, he said it the nice way. I know. Uh, big Tony in the chat. I see you over there. What's going on, my OG, man? I see you, bro. What's going on, Tony? That's my guy over there, man. Shout out to uh, my guys, man, my OGs. I miss these guys. I got to get out there on a Saturday with those guys. But, guys, listen, man, we got a lot of stuff to discuss, uh, including hoodies. Um, you know, have you all seen the apparel? Uh, certain sites sell it. It's a hoodie, but it's like a player's jersey. It's got the numbers on the front, the name on the back, yeah. everything. Have you all ever thought about purchasing one of those? I, I can't decide if I like them or not. I, I, I've thought about it, but. I don't know. I'm weird when it comes to purchasing. It's got to be like an official brand name in order for me to purchase something. Because I, 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 that's not right. That's not cool. Well, for me, because I, I, I got to make sure it fits right. What if it don't fit right and it come back? What they send you a, a weird size and it's got the wrong stitching? <laughs> you get a Garden Gorshell type of shirt and you thought you was Gordon Gartrell. You know what I'm saying? When I say Garden Gorshell. <laughs> What a throwback. Oh, you get a gobby show. Feel Huxtable type of shirt. You know what I'm saying? That's a better say, uh, Fanatic. I thought we were on the same page, and I realized how much ahead of Jackie I was. So, my bad. <laughs> I, I, I put the comment up there because I said, What a throwback. And she said, and She hey, said, throwback. Hey, throwback. She was talking to 49ers throwback. My bad, man. I apologize. Man. But that, um, it worked, though. I said, Gordon no, Garcell, bro. That's what I said. Yeah. It's yeah. Gordon Gartrell, right? Gartrell, yeah. The Gordon Gartrell. That's the shirt that Theo asked Denise to make for him. You know, my she had my man looking all jacked up in there. The sleeve was all <laughs> he, he was like, What is this? <laughs> <laughs> By far one of the funniest episodes in the entire Cosby uh catalog. That was a that was a phenomenal episode. Tony's like, guys, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um I'm good so yeah. Um, no. What about you, Tony? You, Wayne said he's he's a little picky. Is, so if it was like a Mitchell and Ness, you would you would buy it? Yeah, because I know how they fit. You know what I'm saying? I I I have their clothing, and I know how to fit on my body. I'm weird. I'm having an internal battle right now. There's a part of me that wants to put some pressure on you for your comments, but then there's a part of me that just wants to let it go and move on. Go ahead, Tony. What pressure? Nah, you already started it. What's the pressure? I'm here now. Well, because I'm I'm. You you talking about the the brand, but like we just plugged the W 
TWB. But I know how my stuff fits. This is that butter sauce. You know how it fits, but how are we supposed to tell the other people how it fits? Like, what's the, they're going to ask you what's the brand. And like, then, well, this is my brand. I don't care about the other brand. This is my brand. So, like, but how how are they supposed to know how it fits unless they, because I'm going to tell you, this is soft cotton. And those that order have the stuff know that the cotton is butter soft, baby. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't run true to, we talking about the fit, not the feel. It doesn't run true. So, this is an, uh, this is an XL and it's kind of big. So, like, I should have got a large, but, uh, see, there we go. So now you guys know if you're gonna go to twb.com, it's not European right? cut. You know what I'm saying? It's it's true cut. It's 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 the regular uh, cut. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, okay. So there you go, guys. It's, it's the Gordo size. You know, like yeah. It's a little. It's a little bit bigger. There's. It's for the guys like me. Yeah. Going in there, buying up the XLs and two XLs. You know what I'm saying? All right, Tony. What about you, man? The hoodies, jersey combination thing. Mm. Yeah, your nay on those. How how do you feel about them? I'm not a. I have this thing where I won't buy jerseys because every time I buy something, something happens to the players. So I don't buy jerseys no more. So, all right, all right. I feel you. I, gotta, I see. I got to have this conversation in public, and I won't. I won't go on a long tirade here. But check this. But out, Mike, guys. you, Mike, you get it, and then you tell us how it fit. I'm gonna do. I told you. I'm in. I'm. A, I'm gonna get it. I'm getting the cream. Don't don't no, let them no, be no, no 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 not this. I'm talking about the 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 player jersey shirt, whatever you're talking about. Oh yeah, nah. Uh unless I can customize it. I'm not <laughs> why, why are you having a conversation. What the whole point of having a conversation was because you was thinking about getting it. I'm like, well, Mike, you just get it. Yeah. I, you well, I, I started by saying I can't tell if I like them or not. I think uh, the I, I think the idea and the concept is pretty dope, right? Yeah, like but I think I like it more with like my name and a number that's significant to me on it. Right. Not, that's what Tony like. I don't, yeah. I don't want to wear a Gore 21 hoodie. I, I don't know. I, I I can't, like I said, I can't tell if I like it. I like the idea of it. I don't know if I like it for players. That's all I'm saying. If it was customizable, I would probably get one. Um, but as far as Tony's take on not buying jerseys or being hesitant because something always happens to the player, I just want to remind everybody of something, right? Contracts in the NFL on average are just three years. They're just three years. So you can't be afraid to purchase a jersey of one of your favorite players. Odds are he is not going to end his career with the 49ers or with whatever your favorite team is. So you really can't be afraid. I mean, look, they say NFL is the only 100% guaranteed injury sport. I, I disagree with that statement. I think boxing is, but whatever. Um but they also tell you, you know, the average lifespan of, of a player in the NFL. They talk about the terms of the contract. If you play in the NFL for nine years, you had a long career, in my opinion. If you start and end with the same team, it's rare. That doesn't mean that you still shouldn't support your favorite players while they're there. That's all I'm saying, Tony. I'm not telling you to go out and buy jerseys or anything like that. I'm just saying that we can't, that can't, like, don't don't let that fear be like, man, I'm going to get this and then this guy's going to leave. Yeah, he's probably, no, it's if not leave, it's get hurt. Oh, you think you're an injury jinx? Yeah, I will not. Oh, no, don't, don't, don't buy no more 49ers. You're not, you're not paying attention, Mike. You got to listen to what he's saying. He, said, he just said something happens. Yeah, yeah, like something happens, like they get hurt or something, or like, uh-uh, mm. I don't do it. I'll buy like oh. like like a Patrick Willis. I'll buy like a, like a, 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 a an old school, like gotcha. waters and stuff like that, but not. Yeah. No way okay. So you okay? So it's the current things that it makes you okay. I get that. I get that also. Raphael says, "Don't do it, Mike." 
I bought one from Fanatics, and the printed numbers were coming off when I when I got it out the box. See, they sent the new one, and it wasn't the size it said it was on the. See? Oh my god! I would have sent that yeah, shit and, right and back. Fanatics, those places are just warehouse. Like they're just warehouses, yeah. literally. Like they're a store brand. They're 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 a a, a distributor opposed to like a, a, a actual store. So like, right. yeah. Hey Sim, I already got the jersey that say it. You know I would get that on a hoodie. It, it's def, it would definitely happen. It would one hundred percent happen for sure. But guys, listen, we got to talk some 49ers stuff, man. Here we are. You know why I like to do the uh, the long um, the long intros and the conversations about stuff that's not about the topics. Y'all have y'all figured out why I like to do that? Not really, Mike. You just you've been doing it for five years, bro. There's a reason though. It's to, it's to get past all the YouTube blocks. Yeah. <laughs> Because sometimes I, I, when you get to these topics, your blood start to boil a little bit. The debates start to get a little hot. And, you know, all of a sudden, Wayne be slow on the beat button. And, you know, you don't want to get there in the first two or three minutes of the episode. So here we are, man. Let's talk about some news. Uh, let's start with the, the latest news today. Uh, the 49ers went out and they got a uh, Colton McKivitz two-year extension. Uh, guys, I know we did the breaking news video on it. But since then, have your minds changed? Have you thought anything else about the uh the the signing or the extension of offensive lineman Colton McKivitz. I noticed they didn't even call him a tackle in that write-up. The yeah, only time they referred to him as a tackle was when uh they talked about where he played in college and the couple of games he played as a professional. They didn't say that they extended tackle Colton McKivitz. They said lineman Colton McKivitz. I still think it's the tackle spot. Uh I think and this doesn't mean they solidified the issue. I just think this means that they have somebody penciled in to play right tackle. Does it mean he's guaranteed the starting spot? No. But what the 49ers like to do, you know, over the history of the team since Kyle and John been here, they like to double down on a player on a position of need. So they might grab one free agency. They might grab two in the draft. They might grab, you know, one and one. So, listen, it's a smart move because the worst thing comes – worst comes to worst, he's your swing tackle. But – he could also be your starting tackle. So we got to see what goes on with the rest of the offseason as far as free agency and the draft and stuff like that. So, you know, it, it's, a, it's a smart move to at least have something there. <clears throat> okay. All right. What, what, what are your any, – any new takes from you, Wayne? Not really. I mean, he, he's a tackle. He was a swing tackle uh, the past couple of years with the Niners. Uh, played well when he filled in for Trent Williams a couple of years ago. Filled in for him a couple of games this year. Him between him and uh, Jalen Moore. Um, but now you're talking about moving him to the right side, and, and it, it's funny because some left tackles can't play on the right side, like Taylor Lewan. Like you know, he came on and said he said it uh, like a. a or at the combine, he was like, "Y'all don't want me playing on the right side. I'll give up so many sacks, it's not even funny." And I don't know how hard it is to switch or whatever it is, but I felt like we uh, we haven't really seen him on the right side. So we'll we'll get our fair share of seeing it and OTAs in the uh, in camp. We'll, we'll we'll get a chance to see what it is. Mm. But, but it's a possibility that he's the starting right tackle for the San Francisco 49ers. So guys, get ready. To rumble, that's probably more than likely what it's going to go down to be. I call bullshit on that Luan shit. The hell out of here. 
Because Tony, like, because Tony, how right? But how how hard can it be? It's switching your body, like like you know, you go from your left leg staggered back to your left hand down on the ground to your right leg staggered back to your right hand down on the ground. Okay. So you got to switch your 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 body the way you align and stuff. Tell me if you hear this beep. Beep. Yep. Okay. Just making sure. All right. And you know, it, it gets. You got to get your footwork down from switching the sides as well. But I mean, I, I don't buy that for one bit. I just think he wants left tackle money, and I, I th- that's bullshit to me. I'm sorry. And you, the way he said it, I don't play left tackle. I don't play it. Like, yeah, okay. So you feel like he could play? See, and, and that's what I thought. Like, you know, some people just don't want to play. Like, it's a preference. They don't want to do it. He doesn't want to do it. Doesn't mean he can't. He just doesn't want to. But I believe McKivitz is going to get his shot. And I'm hoping every, they do exactly what Tony mentioned on the breaking news show. They sign a guy and then they draft a guy. And we just keep the wheels churning. But I think the 49ers aren't really trying to. They went the route of drafting the high-end uh, tackle and Mike McGlinchey. And, and it worked out fairly decent, I guess you could say, in their favor. He wasn't the best right tackle that we've seen play. But he played decent and well enough for the 49ers and we were in a lot of championship games so it's right. it's maybe they're maybe they're saying we're not gonna go i mean hell they drafted a, a a tackle in my opinion that could play right tackle we play left tackle at utsa then he moved to freaking right guard and he was a fourth round draft pick so maybe the niners are like hey man we don't have to draft them in the first or second round or even the third round we just got to find the right piece that that can come in here and fit. So maybe McKivitt. They have options. They have options. Thank you, Tony. That's all I had to say was they had options. They have options. See how Tony summed that shit up just like that? Is it is it time I could curse now? Okay. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. You good? Once I got to the. Oh shit! I... Why didn't y'all tell me I had super chat segment written on the screen? Uh, Bruce. <laughs> I... Bruce, I'm sorry, man. Uh, I saw I saw your super chat. I put that up there for a reason because I saw Bruce's uh comment but i meant to put the uh latest 49ers rumors and all that stuff but bruce we will get to your super chats uh at the end of the episode uh my my apologies there um you know the niners still have uh more options at the tackle position huh huh uh come on come on come on that was a good one that was a good one what what other options they got mike more. i said more Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm here all night, y'all. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. You are here all night. Yeah, I should be right back at midnight. You sure enough will be. I know. That's why we're going to wrap this up in about 15 minutes. So, but yeah, man, um, they have, they definitely have other options at the tackle position. Um, Some people are saying that there's someone else other than Jalen Moore on the 49ers roster that could play tackle. Who? Who is it? I, I don't know who it is. Someone I was watching something on Twitter today. Someone said that they they would consider putting Zakel at a right tackle. I, I I don't. Oh wait, it's our guard. Is it Burford? Burford could slide out. Well, he was drafted as a tackle, so he came in as a left tackle from UTSA, and then uh, we were kind of solid there. And then they moved him. He worked out at guard. They had him learn how to play the guard position. So it could be. To where he said, but then who's gonna play guard? Do we draft the guard? Like, but I think that was part of the notion of getting their best five on the field, correct? Right, because so, which call it was out, right? Brunskill was out, 
Yeah. Yeah. I I want to agree with that, but then they rotated him all year long. So you can't be a best five if you're purposely going out your way to take him off the field. Well, well they rotated to get Brunskill his snaps to give to give him snaps to keep him fresh too, right? Because they didn't know where they were gonna need Brunskill. Was he gonna have to play guard, he's gonna have to play tackles, gonna play center. And so once he came back from the injury, I mean more uh uh Burford had a couple of down bad games, but he finished out the season strong, in my opinion. Uh, if you look at his tape, he he finished strong, strong. So yeah, they were rotating him in and out, but you know, all these rookies, all these young players, they have that little growth issue at some point. Like it's like a brain fart, <laughs> and they kind of get stuck. And Kyle Shanahan talked about it on certain players, you know what I'm saying? And I think because we had um Brunskill, we were able to fulfill that void. But if Brunskill wasn't available to play, he would have had to play through his little brain farts, if I'm not mistaken. That's what I saw. I, I, I don't know. It was just weird to me. The, the rotation, the constant changing of the guard. I see. I got you now. I'm, on, I'm, I'm you on, now. on fire tonight. I'm, I'm on, on fire tonight. On fire on, up in here. It's getting hot. He on fire. I'm with you. Sure am. Mike, audio. You trying to out audio me? That's what we're doing tonight. No, I only got six sound effects. Don't don't show off. Okay, because I got thirty six. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I got to keep using them over and over, man. I got to keep going. I got to keep rolling with them. But yeah, so um, I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. I am going to be watching this offensive line closely. I I think this is my biggest concern. I think even more important than the defensive line. Right? Uh, we had a pretty good defense last year, and the defensive line wasn't super consistent. Right. So I think I think that the important thing is to give whichever young quarterback as much time as possible. Uh, open up these holes for an aging Christian McCaffrey. You know, like what do the Niners do at the running back position? Um, and that's the next thing I want to talk to you guys about. Well, actually, there was another signing also. Uh, since we've done a show, let me be clear. Since we've done a show. Uh, who was it? We did the pepper. Jennings. Jennings. Juwan Jennings. Have we talked about Jennings yet? Um, big deal. Just eh, like, what do you guys think? Is this uh, is he is he solidified as a Niners wide receiver three? I would say yes. I, I, mean, say I yes. yeah, I, I agree with Tony. Uh, but it's it's he's here because he's cheap. So, <laughs> like, don't let the don't let the contract fool you. Like, it's nine hundred thousand dollars. That 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 was the tender for him. And so the Niners are going to get one more year of production from Jawan Jennings. And I'm hoping I'm hoping Jawan Jennings balls out and prices himself out. Like that's that's what I'm hoping for. Like, but will hoping, he though? I don't. It, it well. I mean, we watch Kendrick Bourne kind of like do it, right? No, and I'm saying so, as far as will he price himself out? Well, I, yeah, because the 49ers don't pay for wide receivers. <laughs> Like they'll trade, this, right? they'll trade for one, right, Tony? They'll trade for one if they needed one, and then they draft. We're in what, year two of Debo's extension? Year two of Debo's extension, going into year two, yep. So he has one more year on his extension. Next year, yep. Okay. So now he's nine-something right now. They could extend him next year or sign him next year to a longer-term two-, three-year deal, whatever, something – not obviously Debo money, and they can make it where in his second year of his extension, he will get money, and then Debo will be off the books. So now you're talking about signing two wide receivers, and they could just easily. It's not going to be nowhere near the price of an IUK, but I mean, I'm talking about solidifying him and retaining him on an extension instead of like a year to year thing. 
I don't know. It's gonna it's gonna be interesting to watch. I mean, it comes down to the draft. I they don't I don't think they bring in a free agent wide receiver. They will bring in some free agents at the wide receiver spot to work out camp. Right, but they I, I don't think they sign a free agent wide receiver as far as I think they get let go, is what I'm trying to say. I think they draft another guy. There's plenty of wide receivers in this draft, and they just start the they start that cheap trend, you know. They'll try to look for another wide receiver in the seventh round. They'll probably cut him. And next thing you know, there goes the rookie contract, and then they'll sign him again. Like, just peep the trends that the Niners do, man. It's working, man. Peep the trends. No disrespect to Jawan Jennings because we both, Tony and I both agreed and said he solidified the number three position. Like, he solidified it. But I'm hoping that he he's able to ball out, get about five or six touchdowns, and he'll get himself a contract, like, with another team. The thing is, though, it's not as much as being the receiver part. It's more of what he offers in the run game and blocking. Blocking, yeah. And, and that's huge. He's a phenomenal blocker. No, huh? He's saying it's it's not more – Tony just said it's not about what he more does in the receiving. It's more what he does in the run blocking. And oh, as to why he was – okay, I, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. I apologize. I misunderstood that. Can I ask you guys a question about uh, – Kyle Shanahan's quarterback uh, wide wide receiver preferences. Okay, what are they? Because I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'll, I'll tell you right now why I'm asking this question. Do you guys remember who the Niners' leading receiver was the year that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch took over? Like Pierre Garcon, wasn't it? No, 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 no. I'm sorry, not their first year. When they got the team, the guy that was here, he had just led the team. He was the leading Archie receiver. Stewart? This, no, because they brought him in. This was they brought in Goodwin. I thought Goodwin yeah. was here. Um, it was Jeremy Curley. Oh, Curley. Yeah. Now think about this, right? Yeah. Look at Tony's face. Jeremy like, Curley no, wasn't here with Kyle. I. They let him go. No, they, they didn't. They, he was they didn't, gone way before that, Mike. No, he was. He was the team's leading receiver right before. Mm-mm. Yeah, I. I promise you. Okay, I'll look I it up. Promise right you. Now. I promise you, but. I'm I'm asking that because everything that I think about Jeremy Curley and what he was with the Niners says Kyle Shanahan type receiver. So now I'm sitting here like they didn't even think about bringing him back. What what what's Kyle's preference in in receivers? I don't I don't think he has a preference a, a more than he needs his receivers to be able to block. I think that's that's the one key thing that he's looking for in his wide receivers because Tony talked about it. And that's why Jawan Jennings, you know, made himself uh, a role on this team, right? His ability to to run, to pass, to run <laughs> block in this uh, offense, right? And so also he's, you know, pretty, pretty spot on on third down. So that helps. He's a big wide receiver. They line him up in the slot. He's like a mismatch. I don't know what Jawan Jennings I saw, but I was watching Jawan Jennings like, run routes and juke people this year out slow as it was slow but he was doing it like either they super slow or he was slow. i don't know but he was getting open and so i think the type of wide receivers that kyle shanahan are looking for are two things ones that can somehow like they don't necessarily have to create separation because he can scheme them open um but if they can do something like that they don't have to be speedy right yes. I, and I, they just have to be able to block that's that's a kyle shanahan guy um, okay. And if you look at, if you look at all the wide receivers that he's dealt with, because I'm trying to like, if we play the game and be like, all right, let's name 
our wide receivers. Let's try to comp them to some of the other receivers that he's dealt with. So I would comp Ayuk maybe to Julio a little bit, and I would probably comp Jawan Jennings. And and just from size, would be like an Andre Johnson type of wide receiver. He can't that explosive as Andre, but he blocks. He's big. Uh, you can use him in the red zone. Uh, I'm not sure what Debo. Debo is like a whole new hybrid of of a weapon. I, I don't think Kyle's ever had a Debo. So I think Debo's his first Debo. Um, so, yeah, like like if you look I at the wide receivers, that's kind of like what he's looking for. How'd you, how'd you get the comp to Ayuk to, to Jones? None of that matches up. I mean, I I think Ayuk is a great route. I think he's a, it's a pretty good route runner. Mm-hmm. Um, I think his route. I'm, well, hell yeah! Like if you go from rookie season to his last season, his route running improved like impeccably. Like it was amazing, right? He was able to do whip routes, get open, do this, do that. And that's kind of like what we saw Julio. I mean, they're different in size, but they play big. And I think that's kind of like how I that's that's my comp. Um, as far as comping them, they just play big. You can count on them if you get get them that rock. They could do some things. But if you could put Debo and Ayuk together, that's your what you call it. Mike, he played for Chip Kelly. Yes, I know. He I know, was on okay. the contract with Kyle. I know. That's what I said. I said, okay, I think you misunderstood what I was saying. The guy who led the team the year they took – so, like, when the year ended – 2017. And then John and Kyle came in that April. Yeah. Not not their leading wide receiver. He never played with Kyle. That's but they had the option to bring him back, and they let him go. They never even considered kicking the tires on him, is what I'm saying. No, because he wanted to bring his guys in. Curly's not a Shanahan guy. They 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 kicked a lot of guys off that roster. Basically all of them, yeah. No, I know. But what I'm saying is the short... Uh, he, he had twitchy feet. He he get he got in and out of breaks quickly. I thought, based off of what I know of Shanahan now, I thought Curly would have been someone that he may have taken a look at. They didn't even consider it. Like it, we are not bringing him back, and that was a 49ers leading receiver the previous year. So I just thought that was a little odd. That's all I'm saying. I, I like based off of what I know now. It's like where where was that love at for him, or even like a meeting with him? They didn't even waste time doing that. That's, I don't know. It was just just the thought. Um, they definitely do go after some wide receivers in the draft this year. I wouldn't be surprised if they pick up two of them. Um, and that's the other latest news here, guys. The 49ers uh, now have 11 total picks as opposed to 10. A lot of people thought it was going to be 10, um, and there was an extra uh, pick awarded somehow. I don't know what exactly happened in the formula here that allowed it to equate to that, but uh, the 49ers now have 11 picks. They have uh, three thirds, right? Where, where's my breakdown at? I got it over here somewhere. Unless one of y'all three thirds, three fifths, a six, and four sevenths. That's crazy. That's eleven picks. Thought we were going to get. That's why 10. they traded what they did to get McCaffrey. There it is. What do we have? What we we only have one in the fourth. Zero fourth no round fourth. picks. So we go from the third round to the fifth it's- round. It's the end of the third round, so uh, so it's like a fourth round pick. I see them moving the last pick in the third round back into the fourth and trying to pick up more and be in that fourth round if someone falls. 
they can yeah. grab. It's it's going to be interesting to see eleven picks now. Last year, how many picks did we have last year? Was it eleven? It was a lot. Was it? It, it? I don't know if it was eleven, but it was a lot. We used every single one of them. Yeah, yeah. Last year was the off year where the, the first time in in their history they didn't trade at all. That was mm-hmm. the first time since they've been here that they didn't trade at all. Uh, and I thought that was funny because the entire offseason leading into the draft, everyone was like, "Well, the one thing you know is that John Lynch is going to move around the board." He's traded every single year that he's been the GM here. And then he was like, yeah, we're going to sit tight. We're not moving anywhere. We're going to, we're going to stand pat. Uh, and it was. It... But Tony, I remember Tony and I talking and saying like, we need to like, kind of like restock. So when he said that to me, I'm thinking it's possible that they actually use these picks. Last we year they used all their picks last year. They had nine picks. Thanks, Tony. <clears throat> last year they used all nine and not all nine of them made the squad. Like some of their draft picks got cut. Like mm-hmm. Tariq Castro Fields couple of others and <clears throat> there's a couple of positions that the wide receiver position the running back position can go will have guys undrafted i just i just feel like they will have studs undrafted so there's there's the niners signing guys again so this is gonna be like super interesting draft i don't, even though, I don't know about that i there's i just feel like there's a lot of running backs not gonna get drafted we say that I, I hear you, right? And I'm not saying there's not going to be good running backs out there. Who's the last unsigned guy to make this team at, at those skill positions? I mean, Jordan Mason. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, but he didn't make the uh, he didn't make the roster, did he? Yes, Jordan, he did. He oh, that's right, right. he did. He did make the initial 53. You're right. You're right. He was on that joint right. all season long, bro. Oh, that's right. It, that's right. It won't let him go. So, so other than other than him, though, you haven't seen a wide receiver do it since they first got here. Yeah, but my point is this draft is deep. And so I, yeah. I see a lot of guys not getting drafted. Unfortunately, there's going to be talent. That doesn't after- make any sense to me. If we're if we're a back heavy, if we're a back heavy drafting team, that all of our all of our draft picks are at the end of the draft from basically the fifth round and on. Right, we got eight picks from five to seven. Mm-hmm. Right, so if if this is such a deep draft class, why would we even chance these guys hitting free agency instead of just drafting them? Right, Kendrick True. Bourne, you, you can get a guy that last... could be falling because of a medical. You can get a guy that could have a red flag off the field that might go undrafted, and you scoop them up with an undrafted free as an undrafted free agent. I'm going to tell you now. I think there's probably because let's just say hypothetically we're at 50 right now. We need to add 40 to this roster. We're not signing that many people. So, I mean, as far as free agent-wise. Free agents, if, right, if right. We add, if we add five players in free agency, all different tiers, whatever, that brings us to 55. You have 11 in the draft class. That brings us to 66. 66. Yeah. So now you have to make up that difference. Right, but you're also going to have two kickers, two punters. Like, you're going to sure. have a lot of wasted position. You're going to have four quarterbacks. Like, Sure, but you're still plucking – people as undrafted free agents i think we could sign up to 20 undrafted free agents this year i i guess i guess my my point is the injuries and all that i completely understand what you're saying right there's going to be some guys that had second round grades on them that fall to the fourth or fifth or whatever right mm-hmm. i think they're going to grab them then uh, like like symmetry said there kendrick Bourne. he's the last undrafted free agent wide receiver to make this team that 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 was their first year here second year right they don't do that anymore I, yeah, I, I, I haven't noticed it. 
Look how many undrafted free agents, though, that made maybe not the 53, but are a part of this team on that practice squad. Right? That's oh. that's very different than what we're talking about, though. Technically, yes, but technically, no, because they're still a part of this franchise. Right? They're not yeah. on the active 53, but they're good enough to remain with this team. So, like, you know, I expect Quantrez Knight to contribute this year. Look at the look at the practice squad. You probably have. I'm just shooting from the hip right now. Six guys that are undrafted free agents. One of them, Mason, made the 53. Um, Givens was an undrafted free agent as a defensive tackle. Like, you know, you, you're going to have people that could beat people out. It, it happens. It happens all the time. Whether it's a running back, it could be a defensive lineman, it could be a linebacker. It could be a tight end. Like Ross Dwelly was a tight end that made it as an undrafted free agent. So, you know, I understand we have all these picks, but, you know, what happens if someone starts dropping that's projected to go, like, you know, mid-round two, and all of a sudden he's falling to mid-round three? That's where you throw two, two of those picks together plus the current third pick, and you jump up and grab them. Like, I don't think, like, yeah, Simmons, there's Simmons right there. Uh, Al Shahir, Givens, Mosley, they were all undrafted free agents. Right. No, 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 no. My Breezy specifically said running backs and wide receivers. And other than Kendrick Bourne, and y'all got me with the Mason thing, that, that hasn't happened anymore. Well, well, it doesn't have to happen with the wide receivers now because you have Debo, you have Ayuk, you have Jennings. You you spent right. money on a McLeod. Um, uh, so what do right. you have open? Five and six? Right. You got Danny Gray. You didn't even name him. And he's someone that Danny Gray. Right. So now you have one yeah. slot open. So that eliminates right. the wide receiver aspect of it. So let's go to the running backs. You have a third-round pick. You have a, a guy you just traded a second, third, and fourth-round pick for, plus a fifth next year, and McCaffrey. You have Elijah Mitchell, who was a late-round pick, and Jordan Mason. So that alleviates that group. Now let's look at the groups that we need help at. You open up the tight ends. You open up the offensive line. You open up the defensive line, the linebacking core, potentially a safety, potentially a corner. You don't know. And that's why I said there will be talents left over from those two positions that the 49ers may not draft that they can probably get in the undrafted pool. I'm just saying this, there's plenty of talent at, in those positions on, on every level. 49ers can get a run, another running back, pluck him in here, they bring him in here, and all of a sudden he's the top running back. Like, it, it, it can happen. But we don't need to address it necessarily in the draft because we need to fill in these other needs that we need. Especially with Mitchell. Like, Mitchell's, uh, he's so I good. See, I, 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 if TD, look, I like Mitchell. If Mitchell comes back healthy, it, the, the battle is going to be between him, TDP, and uh, and and Mason. And and whichever one comes in here is going to be number two. I know Mike is saying Mitchell. What you saying? Mitchell's number two? Yeah, I don't I don't think it's a battle. I think all. it's a battle. And, and you know TDP is my favorite back on the team I, right now. I, I think it's a battle, battle. because it's going to come down to if the kid, you know, can – Find a way to stay healthy. I mean, you can't have the health thing for one position and not have the same disclaimer for a different position. But listen, I'm hoping he's the running back Wait, too. That's that, that's exactly why I don't think it's a battle. Once okay. he's healthy, he's taking his spot back. I don't. Okay. Same way I feel about Trey is the same exact way I feel about TDP. I mean, uh, my bad, Elijah Mitchell. As soon as he's healthy, I'm back, bitches. Y'all got to deal with me now. I, I don't think it's a competition for it. You know, like I just think I, we I, saw it. We saw he immediately leapfrogged everybody the week they said he was healthy. Yeah, and them guys were rookies, bro. But they're not rookies now. They're going to be second-year players. That's true. That's a, that's a that's a very good point. 
And it's how they come back into camp, bro. That's all I'm saying. If them guys have a different mentality, they didn't lollygag like Trey Sermon did. They come back into camp and they act like they want to be the starting running back. They going after that number one spot, regardless if Christian McCaffrey got it or not. That's my mentality. That's interesting what you just said, how Trey Sermon lollygagged and was very, very hesitant to committing, where you don't see that with Ty Davis-Price. No. Ty Davis Price makes his cut and goes, but his thing is maybe he should like you know cut on a different like I don't know maybe he needs a little bit more time with the zone blocking to to get into that rhythm with them. But I tell you right now, I I think TDP is going to be good. I, I think he, you're going to see him this year, and you know you can't take the chance of depending on Eliza Mitchell as your number one backup, and and because like. He came back from the injury. He went right back out from another injury. So it's kind of like I mean, the dude missed the biggest game of the season, bro. Yeah. And I like I like Mason. I like that closing mentality. You downhill between the tack between the tackles and just let that guy bull people over. All right. I like it. I like it. So we discussed the uh we discussed the new signing. We discussed the new draft picks. Um that's gonna take us to uh some free agency talks really quick. We don't have to spend a lot of time on here. Um, but just curious, if you guys had to say there were three positions the Niners were going to address in free agency, because I don't think we go crazy in free agency. Let me be very clear here. Mm-hmm. I think I think we do maybe three or four picks in free agency. We take it to the draft, and then whatever we don't get in the draft, we come back to – the free agency pool with UDFAs and the veterans and, and fill out the rest of the roster from there. Uh, but if there were three positions uh, in UD, uh, in the uh, free agency market that you think the Niners should address, what would those positions be and in what order of importance to you would they be? Go ahead, Wayne. Uh, um, all right, so let me. The three positions: kicker would be one. I'm, this is not the order, but these are the three positions that they need to just kicker, safety, uh, and defensive tackle. Uh, I think those are the three positions Ooh. I feel like that they need to address. As far as order, I th- wow. maybe maybe you go with the. It depends because it depends on which free agent they're trying to get. Are they going after a Jesse Bates? Are they going after? <laughs> An older guy like uh, Javon Hargrave, are they going to go after? And which kicker? Like, are they going to try to go after Panero? Are they going to try to go after Matt Gay? Like, those are two of the veteran kickers that are available right now. So, I know people say the kicker might be wet, but I think that's first. I think you get your kicker. You you solidify and say, hey, I got my kicker. My special teams is intact. Check. Next, uh, I think they go after the safety. I think Steve Wilkes is going to get. Uh, a guy that he wants to bring in here to help solidify the back end of his defense. So I think they go with the safety position. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that particular player can be versatile, uh, can play some nickel or is willing to play nickel uh, as well. I like who we're going to, we know we're going to bring our young guys in as nickel Samuel Womack year two. This should be a good, good, good learning curve year for him. So we'll see what happens with him in camp. Uh, and then the defensive tackle. I feel like you got to fill up the beefy up front, man. The beef's got to be filled in. That line uh, needs to be stronger. It needs to be able to, you know, sustain 
whatever they couldn't sustain in that NFC championship game, which was terrible, which is cool. Cause if you could bring in another starting guy, not a rotational guy, they need to look to get a starting defensive tackle. You can kind of drop Javon Kinlaw back into a rotational guy, which is good. I'd rather have him come in on certain down certain situations, opposed to making him play the whole game on those knees. And I'm hoping that his knees are better. Uh, but I know that they will not be, they might start off good, but as the season wear and tears, it'll probably get, they probably get bad. So those are my three positions. That's my three order. I think I'll go kicker, safety, defensive tackle. Interesting. I only, I mean, my, my list, I got two different ones, which is interesting. So, uh, Tony, I want I want to hear what you got there, though. Um, well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say kicker's one of them. I think kicker's definitely a signing. There's no question about it. I, I think there's one big ticket free wait, agent. Why? Today. Why you say that? Because, because de- they're definitely signing a kicker. Like, I'm not included. Like, we all know 100% we don't have a place kicker right now. So I, I see that as an automatic where, you know, it could be opinionated on defensive tackle, defensive end, right tackle, center. Like, that's what I'm just trying to say. I'm not including the kicker. Kicker is a given. They are signing a kicker. I think there's one big free agent if they go after and it's Bates. I think that's the top guy, like the the tier one starters. If they're going to go big, that's the guy. Because there's nobody else that's going to be worth going big for other than Bates. Um, I see I, I see it different. I think they bring in a veteran quarterback, Andy Dalton. They bring in someone like that. Um, you know, it all depends on what they do with with the center position with um, Brendel, that's an opening. If we sign McKibbins today, do they bring? I think they do. I think they bring a veteran in to compete at right tackle. Or the flip side of that could be they bring in a right guard and bump Burford out and let Burford, McKibbins, and Moore battle it out for the right tackle spot. That's another option. I see defensive tackle. I see defensive end. Um and if they don't shoot for the stars for Bates, there's a couple lower tier guys at the safety position that we could bring in. Um, Adderley from the Chargers, Thornhill from the Chiefs, Love from the Giants, Peppers. Um, you know, it's still it's not early, but it's still early because you are gonna have teams cutting guys within the next couple to 48 hours. So they can make their push respectively. And a guy like, you know, um uh, Mac. From the uh, Chargers could be somebody that we're gonna watch. Clark was just dropped. What's going on with the this guy? Is Darius Smith with the Vikings? Uh, what's going on with um, uh, the guy with the Jets? I texted you about earlier. Oh shit, Lawson. Lawson. If he gets cut, he don't want to renegotiate. Do they bring him in to try to get him in this type of scheme um, with Kosarek? You know, it could go all different ways. Like we don't know. Um, I guess we could have a better view on it like the day of once they make their decisions on their extensions. Because right now we're at eight million. Well, I don't know where we're at now because of the extension. So we're at, we're at eight million. All right, so we'll say we're at eight million. Eight million is not enough to go out and compete for a Bates. Eight million is not enough to go out and compete for a Tomlinson to beef up your defensive line for Minnesota. So I think you can make two big signings with, with eight million. No. We when we when we did when we did Armstead's extension, it cost the team two two point five million dollars, and Armstead got money money. 
That was a big contract and only cost him 2.5. Correct. He's also he's also was resigning with this team. So he allowed that negotiations to take place. You can get a guy off the street saying, No, I want more. Like, you know what I'm saying? There, I, I can't see them signing that many. Like, you figure a kicker, we'll take two million aside for the kicker. So now you're in the six million dollar range. So you gotta I, I, I can't see two two big signings, three big signings with six million dollars. That's just my opinion. I, I don't see that. Oh, so you think we're signing the kicker, not a kicker? See, I think okay, I think that's where we disagree. I think we're gonna sign a veteran kicker, and I think we're gonna draft the kicker, and it's gonna be a legit competition. I don't think they're gonna give big money to any free agent kicker. I what think do you consider big money? Anything two million or more. Okay, so you, I just said two million dollars. So that's a kicker. That's not okay. big money. That's that's that you could bring in the guy. Um, what's the guy uh, as uh, from the Rams, Breezy? Matt Gay. You could bring him for two two and a half million on a multi year deal. Right, like, right. But that's not going to. I okay. I see what you're saying. You're looking at. I all right. I'm talking about cap it. I don't think it's going to take two million of cap space to sign a veteran kicker to come in and compete with whatever rookie we bring in. I, th- I think so. I see what you're saying. So that's I'm like saying so take a million off of that. If, if it's a two and a half million, you figure like it'll probably hit the cap at what a million. Right. That's the, right. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But right. but if but you I, but, I get you're not, but you're not going to hit the cap at seven million with Jesse Bates. Yes, you. No, I don't. It doesn't have to get up that much because you can structure it as all bonus money. So it doesn't have to affect the cap that way. And that's what they did with Eric Armstead. That's that's what I'm trying to tell you guys. Eric Armstead's deal when he got it was like $17, $18 million, but the cap hit was only two and a half. Bates would take that kind of deal. Could he? Yeah, sure. But you got to remember, Mike, it's different. These guys want money. Like they're, they're leaving a situation to get paid. And, you know, we don't know. I think the discount came because of our Eric Armstead did not want to leave. That's the player has to agree to the structure. You know, I could sit here and say, listen, I'm going to only pay you $1 million this year, but next year I'm going to pay you this. Well, he could say, no, I don't want $1 million. I want more than $1 million this year. And it, if it could be allotted, if they can structure it that way, it all could. This, this is why it's hard to answer this question right now. Because we're only at this, we're only at that number, which it's probably less than eight million now because of all the people we added since the eight million dollar number came out. No, it's, it's at seven point uh, twenty. I think it's at seven point eight after those people were added. Like the except for oh, McKivitz. you didn't factor in McKivitz. You got to right. factor in McKivitz. You got to factor in those the Marcinia Ball. All that um, stuff I think was fact. I believe is factored in. We don't know what cap like we don't know what McKivitz's cap number is. Is it one and a half? Is no, 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 no. With that, we don't know. I don't have that right now. You know what I'm saying? So it's tough because we can't tell and what how they restructure their deals going forward and how many they do. That's how you're gonna tell what they're gonna do in free agency. If they come out and redo Fred Warner, Travarius Ward, and McCaffrey, and they freed up 40 million dollars. Guess what, boys? They're gonna go all in on Bates. They're gonna go in for a second tier defense. I don't think they touch McCaffrey, but I get I get your point though. Huh? You don't think they touch McCaffrey? Nah. He's guaranteed to get touched. What? You, what? What? He has no guarantees. That yeah, I'm not letting my client touch the field without a guaranteed dollar. Are you kidding me? There's mm-hmm. no way he don't get restructured. So if they let just like say hypothetically, let's say the Niners woke up and say we want to cut McCaffrey today, they get all 12 million back. 
just like that. And he has no say. If I'm his agent, no chance in hell. There's no way. There's we'll no. See. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how happens. We'll see. I, that would. Thank you for unplugging my laptop, beer. Like you, you did that shit on purpose. <laughs> first thing, the first who, the first thing they do is they do their restructures. Yeah, maybe McCaffrey's one of them. I don't know. And that'll tell you a lot in which direction and how they want to attack the offseason. They have to be under the cap by Wednesday. Is that correct? They're already under the cap. Right, right. But I'm saying that's 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 the only rule to this. That's until, the only rule until for a Wednesday. date in in September. That's why they right? might. Yeah. So they like they, they in September that they have to be back under the cap. So yeah. they they have to be back under the cap by the beginning of the of official league year, which, which is fifteenth. It's Wednesday. Yep. And then there's another date. Where they have to be under the cap in September by right. week one or something like that. That's right? only allocated to so, their top 51. Right. So we can go into this thing with $1 million in cap space and sign everybody and their mom. And we then could. we can restructure afterwards the different people. We'll be under I, in cap space, but we can keep signing and then restructure up until week one, right? We're allowed to do that. Or no. Uh, is, is it, now the restructures have to be in by the beginning of the league year, right? No, yeah. I think once they put the ink to that paper, they would have to fit them under the cap. Yeah, guys get restructured during the year all the time. Yes, but then what you see is if you see somebody restructured, it's restructured to move money to say, "Oh shit, this guy got hurt. Let's go sign somebody." Like they did it last year. Who they do it with? They restructured. Oh shit. I, I was under the assumption that the restructures the restructures will have to be in by the fifteenth as well. I, I I don't think that's I could I could be wrong. We're gonna have we're gonna try to get Jason Hurley on. We're gonna try to get. Well, Jason he was on Hurley my on. show the other day, and that's what he said. He said the restructures should go through then, or that's when they have to go through. They, I don't they, think they, they have to go through then. They have to be in by the 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 new league year. So that's the fifteenth. That doesn't make any sense. It literally doesn't make any sense because you have to be under the cap space by then, or you get penalized. And then, well, because- let's say let's say the teams that aren't over the uh, under, like let's say teams that are over the cap space, Mike. Right there, right now they're releasing players, and yeah. then they're going to try to get those restructures in. So that's why you're seeing a plethora of players yeah. be released. And so by the fifteenth, you might start to see teams with these restructures in. I don't know. So I, I'm just saying that it could be right. What you're saying, it, it might be wrong. Yeah. But it could be right. right. I, I agree with what you're saying in, in the sense of the teams that are over the cap right now are cutting and restructuring like wildfire because there's a deadline for them to be under the cap. What Y'all hear that bloop? Y'all hear that noise? Oh, no, that's, my, that's my computer. Go ahead. Once you get under the cap, though, like Tony just had an example, but we couldn't think of who it was. Players get restructured during the year all the time. Kittle Kittle's restructure was during the league year. Right? No, Wasn't no, Kittle? No, 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 no. They did it they did it in the right before free agency started because that's how they were able to keep Jimmy back. They had to be under the cap before for the start of the league year. What does that say? Someone just posted something there. McKivitt signed a 2-year deal 36 24 Yeah, 3.6 uh 24 million uh with the $329,000 guaranteed. So you know what that contract is? 
that's going to be a million dollars tops on the one year, one million dollars. That's it for the cap hit. Yep. So now we're at six, either six or seven million. I'm trying to figure out how to turn this sound off. We'll be around the seven. No, no, you're good. I just didn't know what that was. That's all. It's not. It's not like a. A no, it's bothering me, and I couldn't figure out what the heck it was. It's my Discord. Um, but yeah. So anyhow, I, I, it'll be interesting to see the moves that happen, man. Um, I think you guys are gonna think I'm crazy. I think defensive end might be more important than addressing defensive tackle. Well, if 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 I can, if I was to take back the kicker position, then I would go edge too. So no, the kicker is important. That is a very, very important. It is position. important, but if I was to take it back because it's gonna be, it's a, like a guarantee we're gonna get a kicker, like Tony said. If I use his method, then I would go edge tackle. I still won't go offense. It's crazy, right? But you said my top. <laughs> you, you said my top three because I think that they bring Brindle back. I don't think that's gonna cost us a lot of money. This is how I know you think Trey Lance gonna be the quarterback. You that's that's right. how I know because you you're not worried about. Paying for protection. <laughs> that sounds fucked up, right? Am I it, wrong? It, it it does, but I mean, you I can't blame the offensive line. I can't. I mean, I can't blame Trey or the offensive line for him getting injured. It was that was it was just a, the way the they fell. Off, on. He ran him. three yards, and a big fucking fat dude fell on top of him with all his weight. Right. I, yeah. I don't I don't know how that's the offensive. I mean, you could blame Brindle and say he was supposed to block a guy. Cause that was him. Yeah, <laughs> but that's not. That's not. That's not on. That's that, not on. I, that's but not and on. I agree with you. But some people might say that. Like that's what I'm saying. But nah, it's a run play. Like yeah. I can't. I'm not blaming. I'm not blaming the offensive line for when Elijah Mitchell got hit in, in, in the helmet with a knee. I mean, right. if they would have created a bigger gap, maybe he wouldn't have got. I mean, come on. We can't. Yeah, we can't no, do that, y'all. That. It's like I saying do. he wouldn't have been hurt if he played football. We just wanted to play football. Like I, look, my, my, my theory is this, yo. You address the defense, you build that shit up, you make the defense the focal point always. Usually in the end, it pays out. They just gotta find a way to stay healthy. And and that's kind of like how we unfortunately this this past season we lost our quarterback, but the defense was on the field 85% of the time, bro. And so, like, it's almost impossible to win a game. With your defense on the field, because at the beginning they were holding. Remember, like it, it was it was like, oh, oh the shoot. Defense, the defense showed up in that game. Yeah. You get what they I'm saying? So people looking at our defense. I know we got pushed around and we gave up three rushing touchdowns. I get it. But we were holding, and then it was just like we the offense couldn't move the ball. Damn broke. The dam broke. You know yeah. what I mean? The offense was the, the dam was getting weaker and weaker, and the offense was supposed to go in there and put some boards on the dam and put some stones in and all that stuff. And, ah, right. and eventually the, the dam just broke. So if you could get if 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 to go back with you because I want to hear your points before I get up out of here, if you go with that defensive edge, Mike, I I I love Drake Jackson and I I think if they don't go this route, he starts opposite Bosa. But if you can get a speed rusher on the other side, that's an upgrade over Ebukam and Charles Amenahu. Instead of paying two people, you pay one person that can do more than what those guys do. You do it. That's that's the Zadarius Smith guy. But we have to wait to see if he's free. Like they, I was just talking to Tony the other day. Another guy that they're talking about being free, Khalil Mack. Yeah, right. Like I how think do you Khalil not go Mack, all in on Khalil Mack. I, I think he would be the perfect person to tutor and and, oh, and let, Drake, let Jackson? Drake Jackson learn from. I think he would be the perfect person. Better, better than Bosa. 
Yes. Yeah. yeah they, have a, they have a, they have a similar game plan, like Bro. You know, the way they play. That would put us over the top. I I'm with it. It's gonna cost, but I'm with it. I, I'm the, I'm the only person that don't really care about the money and mm-hmm. how they spend it. I I don't. They'll they'll find ways. Tony, not nah, shot at you. I know that I know you don't like jack loading shit. I get it. Uh, it sends us, it gives you flashbacks. But listen, <laughs> we need to win a Super Bowl now, like now. Yeah, and, and that's why I said I think it could be a situation where it's going into the '94 season where they said, "F this, we're going in, we're going all in." That's and all in. If that's the case, you got to upgrade. This is just my opinion, and I, I think they need to upgrade the interior of the defensive line. They need to upgrade at the edge. They need to upgrade at the safety. Um, and, you and know, if they, they could have to get a healthier quarterback option out there, they could do that too. Shoot, bump that. I mean, like, think, like, just think of this, right? Oh, shit. We need another corner. <laughs> we need a nickel. I, I, I think what's his name will come back. I think Ooh. I think Mosley's gonna come back. I really yeah, but, do. But Tony, you playing Russian you know, roulette, bro? Mo, what, tell me the last time Mosley played ten games. Like I'm, I'm tired of the Mosley experiment too. I, I, I get where Mike's coming from. You playing Russian roulette, and I know he gave you a good few weeks out there. He looked like he was the best cornerback on the field. But I'm cool with bringing him back for a cool meal. But like, dang, you right. still playing Russian roulette? Like you still gonna need that? Or year three, Diamondur Lenore. Does he make that jump? Does he take Guys, that? How many times did we bring back Justin Jason Verrett? <laughs> you serious, Tony? You're worried about Emmanuel Mosley? <sighs> Wait, what happened? What did he say? What did you say? How many but times I, did we bring back Jason Verrett? But, but I Verrett. Never said nothing about bringing back Jason Verrett. I didn't say you. I said how many times did they? Bring they brought back- him back. They, they he was here a total of three times, right? So they brought him back twice. Okay, so now you're talking about cost efficient. Um, and don't do that. Low me. risk, high reward. I yeah, I'm, I'm cool for a cool meal. Like I but said, let's be let's be very let's be meal. very very clear. It's gonna cost. Right. Well, you know what I mean. That 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 mm-hmm. minimum. Like, how much did they pay Jason Verrett last year? Emmanuel Mosley gave him three and a half. So I'm Emmanuel cool with the contract like that for mostly. What do you say? I'm cool with that type yeah, of might. contract. Oh. No, I was just saying, Emmanuel Mosley played really good football, right? But Jason Verrett was on a different level. And that's why you keep trying to bring that back, because if by chance we can get that on the field. But even then, I still pick too. I mean, he just had it. Even then, I still wasn't with it. Like, at a certain point, you just got to let that shit go. Like, I'm sorry. And I, I love Jason Verrett. One of my favorite players to watch. But the problem is I only got a chance to watch him for 30 games. Like, it's not it's not worth it. How you have an eight-year career and only playing 30, 35 games? Like, that, that's not... You can't do it. Yeah, like some people's bodies just can't play NFL football. Yes. Yeah. It's unfortunate. But and by the way, Tony, I don't know back. the exact numbers, but I, I just threw that out there like that. Like I said, if you could bring him back on a Jason Verrett type of a deal, I'm all for it. And it mostly agrees to it. I'm all for it. Yeah, that's what it's going to be. It's going to be a one-year prove a deal. So then hopefully he could go through the season, pick up where he left off, and get himself a long-term deal with another team. He's still young. He's 20... Seven, six, 26, 20. This guy stay healthy. That's my I key. mean, look, you got to just look at the defense, the way it was playing before 
Ridgeway went down before uh, Mosley went down. They were playing lights out on the back end, on the front end. They they legit, they were all over the field. They were covering everything. They were stopping everything. There was legit no answers for some of these offenses. And then he went down. Then Ridgeway went down. Then they brought Kinlaw back. And forget about the Kinlaw situation. It, I mean, listen, the guy, it is what it is. He's talented, yes. But guess what? Two to three touchdowns came right over him, and he was blown five to seven yards off the ball. One time he almost went to the sideline, and, and that's unacceptable. I'm sorry. That's unacceptable. It's, it is what it is. And that's why if they want to be serious, they got to redo the interior of defensive line, and they got to add another edge guy. And people are saying, well, we could bring back Ebukam. Not you guys, but I was listening to podcasts. They could bring back Ebukam. They could bring back Omenihue. I didn't. I didn't like the. Uh, I didn't like that experiment at all. The Ebucom experiment. Uh, I. I saw what Omenihu was doing. I saw the flashes, but I saw flashes from everybody. I didn't see anything worth bringing back. If I want to be completely honest with you guys, I. That's just me. I think for me, when it comes to Omenihu, I like. I just like the his. I like his production from his versatility. You know what I'm saying. So he's going to get you pressures. He's going to help create you pressures. The question is, can he play more? If we're gonna give him pay, if we're gonna pay him more, can he be out there on the field more? I think that's yeah. the kind of like the question. He was a rotational guy. So, like my thing, I don't forgot who I was saying it to. One of you I was saying it to on the phone, but my thing is this, right? If you come in and you have this production in their final years of their contracts, they're obviously looking for more money than what they made the, the previous year. Why would you spend more money and tie up two guys and you know what they have to offer? You know what they've done in this system last year. That's why I say well, go get the one go guy. in and look for an upgrade. You know That's what I'm saying? It's not a knock against them. Everyone wants to make money. But I will give Ebukam credit. He's phenomenal at setting the edge, first of all. I will tell you that. He's very underrated at doing it. He's good at it. Um, as a pass rusher, I don't know. But could there be a situation with this, right? We had Kerry Hyder. Kerry Hyder had a good season. Kerry Hyder went to the Seattle Seahawks on a two year Carter got cut the following season. We re-signed him. Plus, we had a comp pick for bringing him, for losing him. Because you see a scenario where Arden Key goes, shit, I'm going to go back to San Francisco. And he takes the role of the Omenihue, that inside-outside rusher. And then they go out and get a speed guy on the edge. And they get a big guy, burly guy for inside to stop the run. Honestly, I'll keep it real with you guys. I like Armstead. But maybe in base downs, they put Armstead back at a defensive end. I put two I, big early guys. I had the same conversation, Tony. I had the same conversation with somebody, and I was saying the same exact thing that you were saying. I mean, it was good. It was good that Armstead was able to fill in in the middle, uh, and it helped our defense that that 2021 year tremendously against the run. It helped us against the run tremendously. But last year, due to his injury, he did miss several games. He was on the IR for a while. Uh, by the time he got back into his full, like, self, uh, you know, we were just – our defense just didn't finish strong. That's kind of like what it is. Because you got to uh, remember something. When both those guys were drafted, the 49ers were in a 3-4 defense. They were in a 3-4 defense, correct. Those guys are your typical – if you draw up a five technique, yep. those are your five techniques. Me as a person, like playing it, coaching it, if I'm an offensive lineman and I see a six seven guy across me, I love it because I'm sure if I'm six two six three, my ass is going to be lower than his, and I'm going to bench press his ass right back because you know what's going to happen. He's going to come right up. So 
I was never big on the big guys inside on base downs. Like, listen, I have no problem kicking Armstead inside on a on, on third and long situation and just let him do what he does best, just bull rush people, right? I don't have a problem with that. But when you have – the 49ers had two guys playing the same position, both 6'7", Buckner and Armstead. How do you do that? You know what I'm saying? I, I just never understood the thought process of, of aligning two six seven guys inside. I don't know. I'd rather see them bring back Ridgeway, and I'd rather see them sign somebody like – I'll give you names. Sign somebody like – I'll give you three names as defensive tackles. Dalvin Tomlinson's the higher guy. Obviously, we would have to pay for him. But you can get the guy from the Saints, David Omanada, and the Matt Iadonis guy from the Carolina Panthers who has ties with Steve Wilkes. I like him. And a sleeper for me, Alshon Robinson. We faced him versus the Rams. He was he was dominant inside at times. Put him inside. Let these guys be physical inside. I know they want to get to the quarterback, play the run to the quarterback. But when teams start teeing off in a run game and you're going against a bigger physical offensive line, it's not a good match. I like the kid from Arizona. Yeah, Zach Allen, but I was reading on him. His market is through the roof, and you're gonna have to pay for him. I got. I was saying, if, if, I'm just saying, if we it, let's say they decided to spend money on one position, you know, you would go he, Allen over Bates. I think I would go Allen over Bates and bring back Jimmy Ward, Sean Gibson, those guys. Like you know, I'm, I'm I really think that interior is the issue, bro. And now with with Allen, you, with Zach, you're gonna get pass rushing and run stuffing. Like you're getting what you want. I actually like Allen as a defensive end, opposite of both. He looks like a defensive end. What do y'all think our our secondary would have done if they had a defense that had seventy plus sacks? Jeez, forget it. <laughs> They'd have been, and they were already a top secondary in the league. So can you imagine? Right, that? right. Now that's that's what I'm saying. Do you understand why I'm I want to address that front? Well, you heard what I said. My defense is more than defensive yeah. tackle. I, 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 yeah, yeah, but see, you can well, you can you can create pressure from the inside. From the it's interior, not, yeah. It's just it's just not the runs. That's why I miss DJ Jones tremendously. I'm not saying he was going to get you six to ten sacks, but he collapsed the pocket. Thank you. And that's why I said get those guys because those those guys are similar the same way. Um, but I, the reason why I would lean towards Bates in this situation, because Steve Wilkes, Steve Wilkes is a blitzer. Yeah. His his track history as a defensive play caller and as a passing game coordinator, whatever you want to call it, the defense were very, very aggressive, and they blitzed a lot more than what D'Amico Ryans did. So the interesting fact with that is if you're going to play that type up front, you better have something good in the back. I don't well let me shut up. I don't want to start an argument. All right. What? What are you gonna say? I, I I don't know if that was all Wilkes. He he wasn't a play caller. He so was a play caller, Mike. He he was a defensive coordinator for the Carolina Panthers for one year and they were blitz happy. That was in like 2009 or some shit. Like that was a really long time ago. But still, he was part of the defense. Yeah. He was a passing game coordinator. They're responsible for the back end of the defense. Yeah, so true. if he's saying, he, listen, he my guys are good, yeah, 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 you could be true. aggressive up front. I got the back handled. 
That's his philosophy. That's going to be part of his philosophy as a play caller. I just think that my thing is this. Two things that I'm worried about, right? Hufunga is not the fastest. We all know that. But he plays off of instinct. So that bypasses his lack of speed. Gibson isn't the fastest, but he's faster than Hufunga. Now, when you have an opportunity to bring a faster safety that can cover more ground with a guy who's, quote unquote, known to be aggressive, I think that's what you want to do because if there's something, Bates could break on it. Where, like, we could bring Jimmy Ward back and it could be on a team friendly deal and we could put him as a free safety. But the sad thing is, Jimmy got more picks as a nickel corner than he did as a free safety. So what are we doing? Like, are we going back to the bend but don't break with Jimmy's philosophy? He doesn't want to give up the deep ball, so he plays deeper than he should and not break on some passes? We don't know. But But the defense was different too, though, Tony. So, like, I I would have loved to see what Jimmy Ward would have played in with this front this year. Unfortunately, we didn't see it because he got hurt. What year did Jimmy Ward get drafted? 2000. He was under bulky. He was 2013, 14, 14. Because Armstead 13, was 14, after that. Yeah, I think he was 14, 13. He might have been 13. Then Armstead was 14. And from the year he started up until last season, not 2022, 2021, he had four interceptions. He had four interceptions last year. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not knocking his interception. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that Sean Gibson is is a better ball hawk. That's fine. Like I don't care about that. But my point is, I would like to see Jimmy Ward play safety with this same defense. With, with, well, he can't now because we're gonna be missing those guys. But part of Gibson's interceptions came from the front. They it was because of the front. I mean, he and the scary thing, he could have had two more. Yeah, he At dropped least. a couple. But but. We don't know what Jimmy Ward would have been able to done. And the fact that he had three interceptions in the slot lets you know that maybe he's just seeing the ball better because of the inter- like the interior, like the interior was I the grass run. I think he's playing different because he knows he has help behind him. Where Could when be. he's has the safety mentality, <laughs> there's no one behind you. That's what I think the difference is. I don't know, Tony. I think the difference is the defensive front it was it's, it's so weird because the pass rush was Nick Bosa. <laughs> and he was the safety with Nick Bosa and D Ford. And he still he if he had one interception that season, that was a lot. I mean, none Think of our safeties had interceptions that season. So so uh let's before we get to these uh super chats, I got one more question for you guys. There was one, no cost, no matter. One free agent you can get. That's a free agent, not someone we're hoping to see get cut. Not not someone that we're hoping to see get cut. Just right now, if you look at the whole free agency list, anybody, who would it be? No money? Money money does not matter. Hmm. Money is no object if you just had one free agent to get. I don't know. I don't know. I think the top tier free agent is Bates, right? Is he is he is he the one that 
you think puts us over over the top? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I feel like it's Bates. And if I if I could sign a free agent and no money mattered, I would go after the best safety in the draft. When when have we ever had a safety that just had the speed, had the coverage skills, can blitz, can do everything? Like when have we ever had that? Chicken dance. Merton Hanks. You know what I'm saying? And so I would I would go all in. He's the he's he's the center fielder. He'll be the center fielder of that defense. This is I'm not gonna lie to y'all. This is not a good well free agent top tier. Yeah, like, okay. Yeah, I know you were going <laughs> with it. I didn't know about you saying it that way, but I don't some guys got tagged too, yo. So like if Deron Payne didn't get tagged, that would have been my guy. I'm sorry. But he got tagged. Do the 49ers call up the Washington football team or commanders, whatever the hell they say, and try to trade for either Sweat or the other guy? I don't think they're giving up those guys, dog. Well, they didn't pick up what's the Chase Young's fifth-year option. Can you imagine putting Young and Bosa back on? Nah, bro, stop. Just think about it. Just think about it. That's nuts. Do you call them? Do you call? You don't have anything to offer. You call Martin Mayhew. And say, listen, you didn't pick his your fifth his fifth year option up. Are you looking to move him? You but you don't have anything to offer them. What are you talking about? What are you gonna offer them? We got future first. We have 11 picks this year, and you're probably gonna have another 11 to All 13 11 picks next year. Gonna equal one first rounder. Excuse me. I mean, we got future picks though, Mike. I mean, you could offer up something from the future, or you could offer up a player. There's a bunch of stuff you could do. All right. So who you giving up? Who who you giving up to get Chase Young? I mean, uh, would you give up Trey Lance to get Chase Young? Me? No. I that's my that's my quarterback. I'm not giving up my quarterback to get any player. <laughs> Good night, y'all. <laughs> look at Tony. Look, you really got Tony with that. That's crazy. No, because you got to look at like. Like that's that's your player, but is that the 49ers player? I see what's happening. Is that the 49ers quarterback? No, that's that's not where I'm trying to go because you know I want Trey Lance to rock out. I just feel like he's not getting I feel like he's not gonna get a fair chance, bro. If Brock Purdy Brock Purdy surgeries tomorrow, if that kid comes back on schedule on time and he can throw the ball properly, what about it? He he's not gonna wow man. I know he's not. But I'm just telling you what they want. Who, who they who? What 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 you what are you saying? I'm gonna sound like a hater. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do it. Sound it's like okay. a hater about what? I'm just telling you what I think the team, not the team, but like yeah, the team, not the players, but the team. Like literally, like I think they more all in on Brock than they are on Trey. The, what team? The San Francisco 49ers, mother. The 49ers front office is more in on Brock Purdy than Trey Lance. I'm talking about the front. Oh, I'm talking about Kyle Shanahan. And I think he's he can do more with Brock. I I feel like Brock showed him stuff. Okay. All right. Don't say no, Mike. Don't don't say no. Don't do that. Kyle listen, Kyle Shanahan does not think he can do more with Brock Purdy than he can do with Trey Lance. He doesn't. I'm glad you know what he thinks, but 
I, I, I got you. What What are you saying? Let, why I, did he try I, to move on I from just, Jimmy? Look, <laughs> so why, so if, why, if, why if, did he try if, to move on from Jimmy? Say, say that again. I ain't hear you. Why did he try to move on from Jimmy? Because he was because Jimmy kept getting hurt. That is not what. Okay, that is why. If, if Jimmy never got hurt, we're not trying to move on from him. Stop it. If Jimmy would have won that Super Bowl, I think we'd be having a whole different conversation. No, we wouldn't. No, yes, we would. Because Kyle would have said, My "Yes, team we would." If, if if Jimmy would have won that Super Bowl and not got injured again, Jimmy Garoppolo would probably still be the quarterback for the 49ers. We wouldn't have drafted Trey Lance. I completely disagree. I completely disagree. Kyle was frustrated with Jimmy before the playoffs even started. In 2019? Yeah. Yes. What are you That's when he's yelling at him on the sidelines. That's when they got the film and, and the throw the fucking ball, Jimmy. You can, this is simple shit. Can you handle that's that's then that's that season. That is during the season. All right, bro. You got it. What let me what, can, what, what can, you got it? No, 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 no. You, you said something. What can Kyle do with Purdy that he can't do with Lance? Win games in a row. I'm going to tell you the biggest, the biggest Trey problem. Lance has played all of two games in a row in his entire That's not my problem. You asked me what the fuck he could do. I'm telling you what he did. You've never seen Trey Lance have I've never seen Trey Lance. I know that. I, that you was, can't that, that tell was a, me what i a lazy answer. That was that's a not a lazy answer, answer but that's what he did. It's, it's not a lazy answer, Mike. That's what he did. And if Kyle's offense is all about efficiency and all this short – stuff and this is that in the third and he watched a seventh round pick come in there and execute it almost damn near perfectly that let you know that he might stick to that game plan i feel like he should take the top off the deal a little bit pause and use a guy like trey lance that can get the ball down the field and utilize that's what i feel i just don't know what the hell kyle shanahan and them feel and if brock purdy was healthy this will be a we'll be having a whole bunch of different conversations, bro. I'll tell you this: I think the biggest mistake was sitting Trey Lance year one. Hell yeah! Biggest mistake. Biggest mistake. Easily. Well, and, and I said it over and over and over. Oh well, we got to sit him. Like not you guys. I'm saying like arguing people on social media. Well, he's not ready. He's got to learn the system. Let me explain something to you. The situation and and. The team situation and trade situation were oil and vinegar. It was not a good match, okay? This team's Super Bowl window was open. He was inexperienced. That's not a good match. So what do you do? You, if this is the kid you truly believe in, you take him, you put him right on the goddamn field and let him play. And you sing and, 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 and you swim with him. I'm going to tell you something right now, and I said it on the show at fucking nauseam. This is going to be potentially year three that this kid's sitting. Year yep. three. That's not good. That's not good. And the only now, reason why it's not that big of an issue is because they have Brock Purdy. I'm telling you, if this kid Brock Purdy didn't show what he did, there would be a problem, a big problem. And someone could potentially be, I'm not saying Kyle, but someone would have got the finger pointed at him and would have some serious explaining to do. And I think the biggest mistake from the 49ers, they traded up to a spot. They didn't trade up 
for the player. They traded up when we remember we're going to do our due diligence on all our quarterbacks. No, you trade for that guy. Like whether it was Mac Jones, whether it was Trey Lance, whether it was whoever the hell it was. And if they really wanted, if they wanted Trevor Lawrence, you gave up three ones, give up a fucking fourth one and go get him. If that's your guy, that was their big mistake. They traded up to a spot and they settled. It seems like I personally, I don't think they settled. But if you listen to the way people are talking and like the Mayokos and the Barrows, you you hear them, you hear like they settled on this guy because there's not one person. I think it was Barrows or no, it was Mayoko. Mayoko asked Jennifer Lee Chan and said, "Well, who's the real back? Who's the backing of Trey Lance?" And they couldn't answer it. They couldn't answer I, it. I just think it sucks, but I'm I'm I, that's why I'm hoping when Trey get out there. And them OTAs, he just light that shit up. And then it, then it, it, then it just it makes Kyle have to think again and again. Yeah, you drafted me, mother sucker. Like you know what I'm saying. And so uh, that's that's what we gotta hope for. But like Mike, to your point, you said that I had a lazy excuse, and that's fair. But I, that's why we can't really say much about Trey Lance because he hasn't had the opportunity. And so, like, my question is, is he going to get that opportunity? That's why I keep asking. Is he going to get his opportunity? I feel like he should. But I don't know if they feel like he should. What does he have to prove to them to get the opportunity? Is it going to take the injury from Brock Purdy? Will they bring in another quarterback? It's crazy. What if they bring in, like, a Marcus Mariota and them guys are out there competing and Mariota beats out Trey Lance? It shouldn't happen, but what if? This cra- is crazy. I think what they're hoping for is that Brock Purdy needs the full um, Tommy John. Because then they and can go ahead and bring in a veteran quarterback. That, and they're going to get – this is going to be Trey Lance's opportunity. His, his first season, yeah. But the but downfall is – the downfall of this is if it doesn't work out, it's a wasted year for the Trent Williams. It's a wasted year for all those guys. But see – that. I, I I think it will work out. Well, just like I'm I hoping last year would have worked out with Trey Lance. I'm not not worried about Trey Lance. I'm worried about Trey Lance not getting his opportunity. Yeah, that's my that's my great. I'm gonna let y'all do them contributions. I gotta wake up at four o'clock in the morning. All right, I'm gonna be safe. Thanks for jumping in, man. I appreciate. Yes, it. sir, man. Peace out, guys. All right. All right. We got this first one here. It says, uh. Thank you, Bruce. This was the first one that I saw from the beginning of the show. Honest opinion on quarterback situation, including Lamar Jackson. I'm assuming he's talking about Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's not coming here. No, he's he's not coming here. Um, my my honest opinion on the 49ers quarterback situation. Um. I th- I think Kyle knows what he wants. I don't know if Kyle knows what he has in house. Unfortunately, we haven't seen enough of Lance uh, to to see if he is or is not what Kyle wants him to be, and that's that's the biggest question mark. Um, overall, as far as a quarterback s- situation, you have the guy with all the tools, and that same guy has the work ethic. Then you have a guy that can come in and run your system ex- 
exactly how you want it run. So between, in the midst of all of that, you have a really, really good quarterback room. The quarterback situation here, when these guys are healthy, is probably the best quarterback situation in the NFL, if we're being completely honest with ourselves. You have a guy with, again, everything. If you if you took a guy to a lab and built a guy, you come out with something very similar to Trey Lance. Now it's about getting experience and, and playing it and doing it the right way. But as far as a backup or an alternate to him, if he doesn't, if he's not able to put it all together, you got somebody that you know you can go out there and win games with and run your offense efficiently. I don't know if it gets much better than that. Uh, Tony, do you have, you have a, an opinion on it? I agree with what you're saying, but I just think the the problem here is between the two of them with um, Trey and, and Brock is I, I think here Brock is more advanced than Trey as far as seeing and trusting and believing in his arm and processing. Um, clearly, Trey's the better athlete, the bigger arm, the stronger arm. Um, but as far as like here, I think I think as of now, because he, he proved it, I think Brock has an advantage there. And I think that's the most important thing here for Kyle Shanahan. All right. We're going to keep it rocking out here, man. My man, Sean, thanks for the super chat, man. He says, look at Tony's eating style. Pass the great poop. Oh, you fancy, huh? Were you over there holding no, the fork I, like this? No, I took two. I cut two pieces of boneless chicken wings. And he said, I mean, like great poupon. Come on. Bro. Yeah. Well, you you remember that? You remember, do you remember the great poupon commercial? Remember the first one? Yes, I do. Guy pulls in up the in a little car, and then my man's in the limo. Yeah, yeah. Sir, can you please the gray poupon mustard? Wherever <laughs> it was, have any gray poupon? Oh, <laughs> oh man, what a throwback! That's got to be what early nineties or something like that. They still make that? Is that still a? Is that still a mustard? Probably. Oh man, I, I hope they update their commercials. Man, shout out to Sean for that. That's fun. I love those little walks down memory lane. Uh, Jaguayo says here, if you could sign free agent. If you could sign one free agent, one. oh, who would it be and why? Damn, I kind of we went through that. I don't know if I ever answered the question though. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, Yannick and Gakwe. How's that? That's good. Mm-hmm. He's, he's he's good. Um, uh, and and for obvious reasons, while Tony's thinking there, uh, for obvious reasons, give us some veteran presence at the edge. A guy who seems to be coachable, and if he can take the coaching here with Chris Kosarek, he might be able to get a little bit more out of him. Uh, we've seen him; he was with the Jaguars, and then he went. Uh, he was with a, uh, and what was the other team in Gakwe was with? Jaguar. <laughs> He's been on six teams in five years. Nah, I think so. Yeah, Jaguars, Baltimore, Raiders, he Ravens. He was with the Raiders. He's with somebody else, I think. He was with five teams, I think, in six years. Maybe he's not as coachable as I thought then. All right, never mind then. Shit. And he's talented. You can't question his talent. No doubt about it. It's just he's something, something's with him. Something's not know. clicking, huh? Can't seem to stick. All right, what you got? Uh, did you ever name your uh, one free agent who would it be and why? I, I, I would take Bates to solidify the secondary. Yeah. I would. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that could help out the secondary. It could allow two to a. It could allow um, Talanoa to play more to his strengths. 
um, you know, lower, closer to the box, not directly in the box, but like, you know, instead of what, 10 to 12 yards deep, he could play around eight yards and, and you know, do what he does best, uses um, instincts and make plays. So I would go with that route. But like, I, I keep seeing like, Great one, 765. You brought up Dalvin Tomlinson. I think Dalvin Tomlinson could be a nice piece of this defense. I really do. But the question is what they want to do as far as the finances. And like I said, we will find out before the 12 noon or 1 o'clock, whatever the deadline starts for the open tampering period, on how many contracts they restructure and how much money they keep they clear up. Because I, I think – and. In my honest opinion, I, I think they need to redo the trenches on both sides. Not redo, but I think they need to work on the trenches on both sides, especially the defensive side, when you only have five people under contract. Wait, is he signed with the Colts? Is Ngakwe with the Colts? He was with the Colts last year. He's a free agent now. Oh, uh, okay. I think it was Jacksonville, Baltimore, the Raiders, the Colts. I think there was one other team. Was it the Brown? No. I forgot. Yeah, I'm, I'm man out there like Temptation Song. He's rolling stone out this month. I had not – I didn't know he, he moved around that much. Yeah. That is wild to me. Let me see here. Here we go. I got the list right here. It says he's been with Jacksonville, 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 two teams – in 2020, and that was Minnesota and Baltimore. Then he was with the Raiders. Minnesota, that was it. Yeah, Minnesota. Wow. Holy smokes. All right, cool. All right. Um, This next one here, Deshaun Paces. What up, Niner game? Colton McKivitz. I think he will start this season for McGlinchey. He's talking about the right tackle position. Um, We got the details of the contract right around when you sent this chat. Uh, and that contract does not say starter to me at all. Uh, it was, if, if those numbers are right, basically it was two years, three and a half million dollars with less than 500,000 guaranteed that that doesn't say starter. That says security blanket. That that's what that says to me, Tony. Uh, what do you think? I, I, I wouldn't guarantee that he's a starter from McGlinchey. not to say I, that he I, won't earn it, but it doesn't say that he's give, he's got, he's got that spot locked up. Like I said before, I think right now he's the leader in the clubhouse, if you will, where we stand currently right now. Would they love to get him as a starter with that type of contract? Shit. They feel like they hit the mega millions on a three-year million, three-year, uh, two-year deal for $3 million as a starting right tackle. But he's there for a reason. He's part of the plan at the right tackle spot as of now. He's the leader in the clubhouse to be the starting right tackle. Clearly, the Niners will make moves and add pieces, whether it's a free agent like a Billy Turner, who will be a low-cost defensive uh, offensive tackle to come in who's played in the uh, in this type of system. Um, he was on Green Bay when, when what's his name was out. Bakhtiari, he filled in for him. Then he filled in on the opposite side of the line, and he did pretty decent. Um, so we'll see. All right, and I think this is the last one here. What? Uh, Puna Ford, defensive tackle from Seattle, <coughs> or defensive tackle Saunders from KC. Yeah, even another guy from KC, Derek Nandi. He's another big physical defensive tackle, drafted out of Florida State four years ago. Um, 
you know that they need to they they need to beef up that interior defensive line because like I said before, when Ridgeway went out and they implemented Kit, uh, uh, Kinlaw, it was not good. Yeah, uh, I'm not opposed. I I I trust whoever the team goes out to get, um, but I think that uh, some of <laughs> oh here we go. I'm gonna say this and we're gonna get out of here. I think some what of happened? the. Uh, Huh? What happened? I, I think I think some of the Chris Cosering magic kind of faded away last year. Well, I think the Chris Cosering ma- magic might be being used against him. That's why I kind of thought maybe the change to Fangio might have been a blessing. I, how do you think it was used against him? I think teams were using the aggression against him. Hmm. Because if oh, you look like calling the over pursuit and angles and quarterbacks stepping yes. up after and things like that. If you look at the one play where Gainwell scored in that championship game, he shot. He was, I think Kinlaw was aligned inside on the guard and he shot across the face of the guard and he just right. shoved him right out of it. Kelsey washed him right out of the play. And you know, single uh, you know, single gap. You know, not too gapping. It works. It does. But there's times where they're going to use the aggression against you. Guess what? Is it coincidence that Daniel Brunskill has his best game against Aaron Donald? Because they scheme him right out of the play. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, listen, yeah. I like I, – it's not – I'm not knocking – I'm not knocking Koserik. I, I think Koserik's the best defensive line coach. But I think he needs to come up with an alternate – philosophy where if it's not working that way he needs to be able to to flip it to another script and start playing it this way you know what i'm saying yeah yeah absolutely i agree i want to see some nasty from the coaches i want to see some i want to see some nasty from the coaches right uh i played this video before the nfc championship game maybe it was after where they showed their like defensive coordinator driving through philly and was like, we're going to decapitate these motherfuckers. Something like that along, something along those lines, he said, right? Meaning that they, their defense was going to be super aggressive, right? Yeah. And they were. They were. They were nasty. And, you know, we look at those hits on, on Brock and the hits on, uh, on Josh. Uh, Josh. Yeah, and, you know, the truth of the matter is, I think whether they had the ball in their arms or not, th- those hits would have been coming all game long. It's kind of like how at a certain point teams started playing against Kaepernick, right? If he runs with that ball, you hit him. It does not matter if it's a fake or if he hands it off. If he keeps it, it doesn't matter. Hit him. Every time they run that play, hit him. Make him flinch. Make him afraid. Right? That kind of feels like that's what their the Eagles' game plan was, regardless of what was going to happen with the quarterback. Right? I felt like I feel like the Niners, that's not their game. I feel like, oh, we're just going to scheme, and we're going to trust our scheme, and we're going to beat them. I want some nasty. I want some. I want some tenacious t- tenacity. Like, is that too much? Is that is that wrong for me to want something? I'm not saying be dirty. I don't want to be a dirty player. I want us. To, I, I want us to be aggressive. I want I us to want that. to hit people hard. Nothing wrong with that. I told you. I think we need an overhaul on the trenches. I do. Well, we got I think it. Jake we have- huh? Say, well, we got it. We don't have trenches anymore. The trenches are gone. 
Yeah. But all right, we're going to get up out of here, man. We're going to be right back to you guys in about an hour and 10 minutes or so. So uh, that's going to do it for this episode. We want to thank you guys for checking us out. I'm going to be back. I'm sorry. I'm going to be back in about an hour and 10 minutes or so. I uh, want to thank you guys for checking us out and rocking with us for so long. Shout out to everybody who contributed in the Super Chats. I see you guys out there. Um, be friendly to each other, man. I see the bets and all that stuff happening in the chat as well. You guys are phenomenal, man. Keep up the chats. Keep it alive, man. It's, it's all good, man. I, I really enjoy all that stuff. That's going to do it, though. Thank you all so, so much. We're going to get out of here. Tony, you ready to go home, man? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Prepare for glory. Anticipate pain. But always... Remain faithful. We're out of here, guys. Peace. We all gas, no brakes, pumped up, no fakes. We spinning, we winning, we high stakes. We never miss, we all makes. Look at us dudes trying to prove, bringing you news with nothing to lose. Mike, Nick, Tony, Wayne, Method Man, we bring the pain. Hey. See, I'ma confess it. Under the pressure If you looking to find us We them nothing but niners We nothing but niners We nothing